Glory to God. Amen? Amen. It's a great day today. I'm, a, I'm, I'm really excited to bring this word. I've, I've really enjoyed what God has given me um, over the last couple of weeks and today and then it'll end next Sunday um, on developing a grateful heart. Um, I, I believe that the lack of gratitude truly it has has become i'll say in one way but has been in another way because i'm believing that it's leaving but the 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 lack of gratitude has been an epidemic in this nation people don't realize how destructive that an ungrateful and an unthankful heart what it can do in life and what it can do to your life and people around you. To be ungrateful and to be unthankful. God created us. He created us to be thankful. And, and thankfulness is, is, a, is something in us. If we don't learn to develop it, it's something that will stop the blessings of God and I believe the destiny of God for our life. Because we talked last week about the gift of grace. And it's the grace of God. The the Scripture says, but for the grace of God, who who are any of us? Who are we? What would we be? And what what would life even be about but for the grace of God? And we talked last week a little bit about the grace of God and what's in the grace of God. It's not something that we labor for. It's something that is there and available for us. But we talked through Scripture. We, we never, I never just give you my opinion. I gave you Scriptures that back this up. That the grace of God in your and my life is activated through thankfulness. I'm going to say it again. The grace of God is something that is activated through having a thankful heart. With, with, without a thankful heart, the grace of God is just there and has very little ability to work on our behalf. It's there, and but for the grace, we'd all be dead and, and be in hell anyway, but for the grace of God. But there's something that activates the grace of God on a day-to-day basis. But we were saved by grace. Everybody say, I was saved, I was saved. by grace. If you're not saved, we'll give you an opportunity at the, beginning, at the end of this service to be saved, to be born again. But if you're born again today, you were born again, you were saved by grace. That grace was activated by thanking God for forgiving you and liberating you, not based on what you did, but what what He did. And that thankful heart released the grace of God and caused you to be born again. Amen? So, (laughs) I want to kind of dig into this in a little bit different way than I have in these last two messages. I want to read our foundational scriptures, and I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 57. And it says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thankfulness creates a victory. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us 
in triumph in Christ. And through us diffuses, I like that word diffuses, it releases the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. When you and I operate in the grace of God, the word grace is the largest word in the Bible. It's almost undefinable. Most people, you ask, well, what is grace? Well, it's God's unmerited favor. That's about that much of that word. About that much. Well, it's God's divine influence and power. That's about that much. The word is never ending. It, it just, you, you, with, with every word you could define it with, there's a thousand more words. And it just goes on and on and on. It's huge. So, actually... As, as, I'm, as I'm reading the Scripture, as I'm studying through the revelation that I'm preaching to you right now, this revelation that God's given me over the last year or two on grace, as I'm reading and studying through this revelation, it's like everything in the Bible, everything is grace. <laughs> everything. Everything is activated by grace. Every promise in the Word of God is activated through the grace of God. So, he said, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us. Everybody say, through us. Not not through God. Through us. Because of Him, now through us, there's this fragrance of the grace of God that is diffused. You, you You ever been in a place like maybe a public bathroom or something, and there's one of those, there's one of those uh, uh, bug sprayer things, and they go, and you go, hmm? and you're thinking, oh, did that get on me? And all of a sudden you start tasting it on your lips or whatever. Ugh. God didn't create us to be like that. He created us to be this Sweet fragrance. In other words, the grace of God and, and, and that is released through thankfulness has a smell to it. And, and it doesn't, we, don't, we don't want to smell like B.O. Amen? We, we, we want to smell like we're something that is clean and fresh and fragrant. And because we want people, we want people to smell us. It's not a natural smell. It just goes with the territory because the Scripture says so. It says that's what, what we do. That's what fa- thankfulness releases. It releases the grace of God. Amen? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. This is just another verse we've been reading. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, verse 18, and in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's God's will that you give thanks. Listen. In everything. Not because of everything. Did you hear me? It's so important in what I'm going to share with you today. It's so important. We don't thank God because of everything. We thank God for God being God in the midst of everything. See, there's a huge difference. Oh, you know, you mean I got to thank God that this bad thing happened? No, no, no. You don't have to thank God for the bad thing. 
You thank God that no matter what happened, He's greater than that. Amen? That's where our focus is. We've got to have the focus. And with the thankfulness, with the thankfulness, comes the power to do what you need to do in an, in an unfavorable situation. That's where the power is in the moment. Can you say amen? Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Philippians 4 and 4. That's Ephesians. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness, that word there is unselfishness. It's translated out. One of the words it's translated into is unselfishness, and I like that. Let your unselfishness be known to all men, for the Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Be anxious for how much? Absolutely nothing. But you, you'll be anxious about everything if you're not in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. He said, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Thankfulness equals peace. When I go before God, instead of complaining to God about people, about situations and things that are happening, when I go before God and I begin to thank God for who He is, and begin to thank God for people that I don't even like or like situations that they're involved in, when I begin to thank God, it releases the peace of God that empowers me to not be moved by anything. Not anything. Now, I want to tap into just what we're talking about today. Hebrews chapter 12. I want to look at a couple of verses of Scripture that really back this up. You know, you can, you can say a bunch of stuff. I can say a bunch of things to you, but if I can't back stuff up with Scripture, it really doesn't mean anything. It really means absolutely nothing. It's just an opinion. And I'm not saying, you know, my opinion's, you know, <laughs> worth at least a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Amen? <clears throat> no. But, so, my, my opinion means something, but it means nothing if it's not bathed in the revelation of God's Word. Amen? So, so in Hebrews 12 and verse 14, it says this. So, so we, just, we just saw that having a thankful heart, having a thankful heart releases a power that produces a peace that causes you to never fret. Okay? And he says right here in the 14th verse of Hebrews 12, pursue peace with all people. We just read that you, you pursue peace through thank, thankfulness, through a thankful and a grateful heart. When you, as you're developing that situation to situation to situation, that's what's pursuing peace with all people. Notice he threw people in there. He didn't say just pursue peace with yourself. A whole lot easier to do than having to do it with people. Hmm? Peace wouldn't be an issue if it wasn't for all the people, right? If it for all the people you have to hang around and be around, it'd be, it'd be fine. That's life. That's what it's all about. Say this after me. God is about people. 
Amen? That's his, all of heaven, all of heaven's focus is on the earth and the people. And God wants to see people liberated. Right? And he's called you to see thankfulness as a weapon to overcome situations with people so that people can see, wow, look at that guy's reaction. Look at that girl's reaction. Look at that person's reaction as a result. This happened and they didn't react. Why? Because of thankfulness. Instead of reacting to the issue and the problem, I'm thanking God for how great He is in in what I'm facing. Not thanking God for the problem, thanking God for His greatness in the midst of it. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Watch verse 15. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled. Everybody say bitterness. So, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm going to read to you a couple things that I've written down about this passage and, and what this looks like. And I, I'm just going to kind of share my heart with you re- regarding this because of, of what God has shown me, what God sees is going on in our planet right now, and how God wants this epidemic of unthankfulness to be removed. And the only way it can be re- removed is if it's replaced with, a hearts, with hearts of thankfulness. It's the only way. Um, <clears throat> when, when we become thankful people, we become more productive people, and we become more creative people. You think better when you're thankful. When you're not thankful, all you can meditate is on what they did or what this person said. I'm going to give you a challenge today on thankfulness. I've never given this challenge before, but I'm going to give you a challenge that God has taken me in that I didn't realize how unthankful I was. If you had asked me before I took the challenge I'm going to give you today, if you would have asked me if I was thankful, oh man, I'm thankful for everything. God is good. Love my wife, my family, this, that, the other. I thought I was thankful. It doesn't matter how good we think we are in anything that we do. You don't know anything like you need to know it. That goes for all of us. I don't care who we are. You know nothing like you need to know it. That's what keeps us connected to Him. That's what keeps us running after Him and desiring more of Him. If you think you know it all, then you're stuck in a rut. You see? I'm just telling you right up front before I give you this challenge today that I didn't know how unthankful I was. And again, I thought I was thankful. But when God challenges you in something, like I'm going to challenge you today, you don't have to do this. I'm going to give you a challenge, and you don't even have to do the challenge. But if you'll do the challenge, I'm going to give you verses of Scripture today that will tell you there's no limitations to what you can accomplish in life through a thankful heart. Because all you, 
Well, anyway. <laughs> Amen? <clears throat> thankfulness, based on this verse of Scripture right here, thankfulness causes bitterness to leave. Unthankful people are unhappy people. When you're not thankful, you're not happy. Well, Pastor, I, I just deserve to be happy. That means you're unhappy. Yeah. But when for so-and-so, I could be happy. No, because see, if so-and-so got out of your life, then so-and-so would be in the life. And then so-and-so would be so-and-so. The new so would become the old so. And it'll just be another so and another so and another so. The problem is you're ungrateful. Yeah, but you don't know what they did. Yeah, I don't, but God does. And he said, if you'll begin to be thankful, it'll begin to release things and deliver you of things that you didn't even know you needed to be delivered of. And I'm just going to say this to you right now. Most people have roots of bitterness in them that they don't even know. And roots of bitterness cause unthankfulness. And unthankfulness stops the grace of God from being released on a day-to-day -day basis. Everybody say, I've been saved by grace. But the Bible says the salvation of your soul is an ongoing day-to-day -day process. And without the grace of God, you can't accomplish in your soul what you need to accomplish. Whew. Man. Mm, mm, mm. Another thing. Bitter, complaining, unthankful, unhappy people have no friends. They're friendless. You might have somebody or a couple of people that have a strong mercy gift and so they feel sorry for you. And so they hang around and they act like they're your friend. And maybe they are. But they don't really like to be around you because nobody likes to be around complaining people. <laughs> Pastor, nobody cares about me. And nobody ever calls me. <sighs> because there's some stuff that needs to be cleaned out. And I promise you, if you start today being thankful, you'll become a people magnet. <laughs> Thankfulness? People want to be around thankful people. And, you know, don't overdo it where people can't stand being around you because all you do is, you, you know. <clears throat> but I promise you, I promise you, you want friends? Be thankful. Every day, in every situation, be thankful for the greatness of God. Not for the situations, but God in the midst of them. It'll change everything. I'm not, this, this is not some message I read somewhere and I'm sharing this with you. This is something I put to work and practice and it works. There's no limits. You can never have a bad day, ever, if you're not a complainer. If complaining is gone, you'll never have a bad day ever in your life again. You mean that uh, no, no bad things, I didn't say bad things won't come. 
I don't say you could be in the midst of it, but when you're in the midst of something that seems to not be good and you're thanking God for his greatness, I'll tell you what, that bad thing becomes a thing of the past. Whatever it is. I don't care what it is. That's how we remove everything like that from our lives. Not from trying to change our location or change this or change that. Just start being thankful. Amen? Now listen, and this is true. There's no in-between. You're not kind of thankful or kind of a complainer. You're either thankful or you're not. There's no in-between. You, you, you can't be... You can't be selfish and all about yourself and stooped in self-pity and be thankful. Like oil and water. Anybody ever mixed oil and water and it stayed mixed? Self-pity and complaining and pouting and thankfulness do not mix. But the self-pity and the pouting, they, you, they leave your life when you, became, when you become thankful. When you become thankful. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 4. I'm leading up to my challenge. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 4. Grace and thanksgiving. I thank my God always concerning you. This is the Apostle Paul saying it to the church at Corinth. We can say that this is the Apostle Paul saying it, or it's me reading it to you here at the church in Kerrville. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Jesus Christ, that you were enriched in everything by Him in all utterance and, and by all, and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, that you come short in no gift. We're talking, I'm specifically talking about the gift of grace. There's other gifts, but that's the gift of grace right here. So that you, cut, you, you do not come short in the gift of grace, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus. God created us <clears throat> through the grace of God that is released through thanksgiving to never come short in any situation to be blameless in the end. To be a person that is walking on the earth in the grace of God, walking on the earth, having the same types of responses as Jesus had in the earth. That's the way He wants us to be. He wants us to respond to people the way He did. Listen to me. If you think... If you and I think that Jesus endured the cross because He was the Son of God, we're deceived. Jesus endured the cross by the grace of God. Because you and I, the only ability that you and I have to endure anything is the grace of God. Listen to me. Jesus didn't come here to perform all his miracles to, to, to assure people he was the Son of God. Here, I'm here to prove to you. He didn't have to prove anything. He already was that. 
He already was the living Word. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He already was the Son. He already was the living Word. He didn't come to the earth to prove something that He already was. The Bible says He came to the earth to become the Son of Man. And in becoming the Son of Man, He felt everything we felt. He went through everything that all of humanity ever has or will go through ever. And but for the grace of God, He could not have endured. In Luke 23 and verse 34. Can you put that up? Luke 23 and 34. Look what Jesus said. (laughs) That's what grace says. Forgive them for whipping me and torturing me and throwing me in a hole and putting a crown of thorns and I mean torturing to the, uh, Isaiah says he was one translation says he was almost to the point of not being recognized he was so beaten and mutilated he was tortured for you and I to be liberated and free father forgive them because they don't know what they're doing that forgiveness do you, do you think that Jesus intended to forgive all of humanity and then for humanity to walk around and not forgive one another? No. We're to live our lives forgiving people, being thankful for people. You know what, Lord? So-and-so did that and they said that about me. But you know what? I know they don't realize what they're doing. And I just begin to thank you for them I thank you that their eyes be opened up. And you know what, Lord? If I'm missing it, I heard that second or third or fourth hand, and maybe that's not what they really said. I'm choosing to believe the best in them. And Lord, I forgive them right now. And even if they didn't do anything, I'm going to act as though they didn't do anything. I'm going to treat them as though they didn't do a thing. That's what he did right there. He said, Father, forgive them. And when he said forgive them, you know what that meant? He treated all of humanity like they did nothing. And they all forsook him. And everybody turned on him. And he forgave them. You can't do that without the grace of God. And the grace of God is not at your disposal if you're not thanking him every day for how great he is and walking in the love of God. The great commandment was to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen? And you'll never never love without an attitude of gratitude and gratefulness for how great God is all the time. And I'm telling you today in the challenge I'm fixing to give you in a moment, it's something that you have got to practice until it becomes a way of life. And then in, in, just in the world, they say <clears throat> it takes 21 days to change a habit. Okay? <clears throat> how many can be thankful for 21 days? Well, but, you know, Pastor, I, I just, I, I don't know about that. No, you don't, because you've never done it, right? What could happen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I'm just saying to you, there are no limitations, there are no limitations out there past when a person gets the revelation of being thankful and it becomes a way of life. Hmm? <clears throat> if, if somebody comes to you and says, you know what, sugar is bad for you, it's not good for your body. 
and you don't take them serious, and then it affects your body and you die early or whatever because you didn't take them serious, it didn't become a revelation to you what that person said. That person may have said it out of revelation in them, but they told you, but you didn't hear them. But if you, if you say, you know what? Sugar's not good, but boy, I love sugar. <laughs> love chocolate, love ice cream, love this, love that, love all this. But you know what? I'm going to begin to thank God that this isn't going to control my life. And for 21 days, I'm not going to eat sugar. What would happen? Would you get rid of sugar? You'll never know if you don't try it. I'm just using something like that as an example. You never know if you didn't try it. I'm telling you, thankfulness will produce a future and a destiny for you that you didn't even, some, most people don't even know is there. God had a plan for your life before you even were. And thankfulness will release the grace and, and the empowerment from the grace to accomplish that. Thankfulness will. Can you say amen? He forgave them. Amen? He forgave them. Just a couple things, and then I'm going to give you my, the, the, my challenge. Um, <clears throat> you know, th- this, isn't, this isn't popular, and you have to, you have to get a hold of this. Um, I don't deserve, I'm just talking about myself, I'm going to tell you this is a revelation that I have gotten at, over time. I don't deserve anything. I don't deserve anything. God owes me nothing. I'm going to say it again. I don't deserve anything. But He created me to thank Him for things that I don't deserve but that he said are mine. See, if, see that there's not false humility in that, and there's not a negative viewpoint about that. It's, that's not negative. It's the absolute truth. Without him, I'm nothing. With him, I can do everything that he says I can do. I was created to thank him for all the things that he says are mine, and yet in the natural, I don't deserve it. Not one of us do. But because of the grace of God and the blood of Jesus, I have a right to everything that his word says I have a right to. Can you say amen to that? So, <clears throat> before I give you this challenge, I want to define this for you, because I believe it will make this challenge, under, you, you understand it even more. So, I am getting to the place in my life that I presume nothing, but I'm thankful for everything. One of the synonyms of presume is assume. The definition for presume is to think something is true without knowing for sure. You know what the definition of assume is? To think something is probably true, and yet you're not sure. Now, <clears throat> don't get offended by this. I don't know any other way to say this because it's absolutely true. Just, just say right up front, I will not get offended. Okay. So, this is the word assume. A-S-S- U-M-E. When a person assumes they make an ass out of you 
and of me. I assume or presume nothing. I'm thankful for everything. Now, I had to say that, and I had to say it like that to make my point in my challenge that I'm giving you today. Um, well, here's a, here's a simple little example of assume or presume, okay? Let's say that I'm going to pick on somebody uh, that I don't usually pick on. I usually pick on Dale or Fabian or somebody. So <clears throat> I'll pick on Tony over here. So let's say that <clears throat> church was over and I was walking in the back and I was thinking about something. And Tony passes me and I don't even acknowledge him. Let's just say. I mean, you know, things like that happen all the time with people. So, <clears throat> Tony goes home, and he tells April, you know what, pastors, he, he's, he's upset with me about something. Why? Well, because I saw the look on his face, and he didn't even acknowledge me or say nothing. And so I, I, know, he, I know he's ticked with me. So all of a sudden, because of what he's voiced, and he's told his wife, and you know, you, you, a wife's going to support her husband and in, in a certain way because of what he brought up, she's going to get in agreement with him. And she might not. She might slap him or whatever. But, <laughs> but, but in, in most cases, that's what's going to happen, okay? And, and, and he assumed I was upset with him and, and let's just say I'm walking and thinking about some other situation. And I pass him, and I don't even think anything about it. You see what assume does? Because where that can go and the strife it can create and the root of bitterness that can be established in that, there's no end to those kind of things. So, so it, makes, it makes a, you know, out of you and me both. See? Because then, then, then somebody pulls away from you. And I'm just using that in a church example. But in my challenge, I'm going to give you something about four different areas of life. So remember that as, as we look at this real quickly. Um, so so in, in the challenge that I'm giving you today, I want to start with this. Find things every day to be thankful for. Begin to thank God. Thank God for the breath you're breathing the life that you have. Just begin to thank him every day. Lord, I thank you I'm alive. Begin to thank him for your health. You say, well, you know, but I've, I've been whatever. Just, that's all right. Just begin to thank him. It does, if, if you're not feeling well, if there's something wrong, just start by get, beginning to thank him. Just begin to thank God that Jesus bore my sicknesses and he carried my pain and by his stripes I'm healed and I'm healthy and I'm whole. Just begin to thank him for that every day. Amen? Um, thank him for your family. Thank him for friends that you have. Thank him for co-workers. Thank him. And, and you know what? Start with the people that are nice to you. Lord, I thank you that those people are nice. Because you know what? I'll tell you this. For however many people are ugly to you, there's that many more that want to be nice to you. And just begin to thank God. Look at it that way. What can happen? It's not going to hurt you. You know, being thankful will not cause cancer. 
I promise you it won't. I promise you. There are a lot of things that create cancer and cause cancer, and I'm telling you, thankfulness is not one of them. It's not one of them. It will not hurt you or harm you. It can only do good for your life. Amen? So, if you're taking notes, you can write this down if you want to. But there there are two things in this challenge that I want you to get. And, And I'll define it. And then we probably won't get through with it, but we'll, we'll talk about the rest of it uh, next week. I'll, I'll finish it so you can start it, but I'm going to end the whole thing next week, okay? So there's two things in this challenge that I want you to see. Being thankful in everything, singular. Everybody say singular. singular. Being thankful in everything, singular. Being thankful for everything as a whole. Okay? Now, there's four topics that are the whole that I'm going to discuss. Okay? And you'll get what I'm saying if you're confused right now. Okay? So, the first whole thing is your family. Being thankful for your family as a whole. But being thankful for your family in a singular position or place is being thankful for every single member that you have. And you know when you're thankful for them? Every day. And then you're thankful for them Every time a situation arises, whether it's good or bad. Now, I'm, I'm going to read a couple of verses of Scripture, but, I, but I'll probably do this next week. Being, being thankful with each and every single family member What I had to do was, I had to start with the ones that irritated me the most. That's where I had to start thanking God. Because you know what I realized? It was easy to be thankful for the ones that like me, right? So I started thanking God, and how did I do that? I started, I, I just, I asked God, okay? I'm thinking of this one extended family member of mine. And I started thinking, okay, what is good about him? And you know what I realized? There was a lot more good about him than I thought. You know why? Because my mind was clouded. And all I was focused on was the one or two or three things that irritated me about him. So I started thanking God, man. And you know what? You know what the thankfulness turned into? It turned into me starting to call him more, text him, Sending him emails, sending him scriptures, encouraging him, and you know, and I went years and never did any of that. I did it to everybody else, but not him. And God said, See, you're, you're ungrateful and unthankful for his life. He was created in my image, he's my child, and you're treating one of my kids in a certain way because you don't like certain things that he does. Wow. I, I, I cannot tell you the way it's liberated my life. 
It has liberated me. And you know what it's made me do? It's caused me to be a giver. I'm not, and when we think of giving, we just think of finance. I'm talking about being a giver in so many different ways. What does it do? When bitterness gets out, you become productive and creative. Just throughout the day. This person, God will tell me, text him. Give him that verse of scripture. See, I wouldn't think that way when I'm focused on the things that he doesn't do right. Can you say amen? Right? So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna finish that next week with a number of different scriptures. The second place is your job. Wherever you work, if you own a business or whatever you do. Same type of situations with the people there. The whole that you're to be thankful for is your job, your business, your, the, your workplace, and then singularly for every single person you work with, starting with the people that irritate you the most. Number three, this church. The church as a whole, singularly every single person that's here, starting with the people sitting right next to you that irritate you the most. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> Starting with the person or people that irritate you the most or you think, well, we don't have anything in common, so I'm, no, 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 no. Start being thankful for those people. What, would, what will God creatively tell you to do in relationship with them? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what it'll produce? Can you say amen? amen. And number four, and, and like I said, we're, we're going to finish this next week because I'm going to bring you scriptures to back up what, how these things can happen. But number four is your destiny. Now listen, your destiny. Being thankful for your destiny as a whole and learning to be thankful singularly with every situation that you're in, not the situation, but God in the midst of it, and that what God is doing is he's taking you through things to things. Hmm? And being thankful like you've never been thankful before. Now, I was going to add number five next week, but I'm just going to give it to you and you can meditate on it. Number five is being thankful for the people in your life that have helped you and done good for you. Get this. It's very easy to be thankful for people that have done very little for you. Oh, thank you, because they did some nice thing. But a lot of times what we do, instead of being grateful and having an attitude of gratitude towards people, we take people for granted. And I don't care. Nobody, nobody is a success on their own. Parents, family, friends, pastors, teachers, leaders of all different kinds, whatever it is, there are people in your life that have been a blessing to you and God doesn't want you to take them for granted. He wants you to be thankful for them. Amen? All the people as a whole and singularly, every person that has done you good when it's time that God reveals it. Because see, the more thankful you get, the more productive you are and the more alert you are and the more aware you are of all the things that he wants you to be thankful about in the moment. Oh, I got to think of, no, you don't have to think of a thing. You just start being thankful for how great God is and I'm telling you, he'll open doors and open opportunities to be a blessing to people like you never realized. Listen, most people are in protective mode. 
I've got to protect myself. I've got to cover myself. I've got to cover my back. Nobody's here for me. See, they don't really believe that God has their back. So I've got to live my life being hard enough so people don't take advantage of me. When you're thankful, the opportunities for people to take advantage of you are at their highest level. But when you can't be taken advantage of, it doesn't matter what anybody does. Yeah, Lord, you know what? They, they acted like a ASS. But I choose to love them. I choose to thank God for them. Lord, I thank you for revelation coming to them. Lord, bless them. Lord, send people across their path to minister life to them in, in those situations. I'm telling you, when you love like the way Jesus loved and the way he gave himself, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, but Pastor, they knew exactly. Not, not, they didn't know like they needed to know. They didn't know in regards to, they, they may know, have known they did exactly what they did, but they don't realize the consequences with what they did. That's what Jesus prayed. They don't realize. They know what they did. They know they did all these things to me, but they don't realize what they did. And he forgave them. That's the heart God wants for you and I. Can you say amen?